Good morning. Once again, I'm delighted and happy, excited to be here, uh, praising the Lord to have made it possible for me to be here at this particular time. It was not easy. After this long period, and uh, when uh, I got the invitation of my brother, Ben, also I delayed two days at the airport. There were different reasons. I was almost giving up, but the Lord told me to hold on, to wait, and it happened. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for your people around here and in front of this room. May you talk to them. May you talk to us. We will open our hearts. Let us hear what you want us to hear. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, first of all, I bring greetings to you from my family. My family is doing well. Uh, my bi biological children and the other children, as Ben has just said, all of them, they are doing well, and they have sent greetings. I also bring greetings uh, from the church. The church, uh, Kigarama, Hunga, for those who know, but also from the diocese, the entire diocese. I will explain why the entire diocese also has to send these special greetings to you. I also would like to thank Ben for this uh, invitation. I was not uh, expecting it, uh, though I needed it, but uh, because of the situation of COVID, and so uh, I could not imagine that this will happen. And uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to him, and uh, he invited me. I thank you, brother. Uh, to, to have had and obeyed the Holy Spirit and do this. I also want to extend this uh, thanks for your care, your everything you're doing day and night to care for me on behalf of these people. May God bless you all. I want also to thank uh, Dr. Ken Swaim who also is uh, helping for, to fix some issues. <laughs> That's, thank you very much for uh, this fitness he's uh, contributing to. Uh, before I go straight away to the, uh, the message, allow me to share uh, what has been happening in, in Rwanda. As you know, uh, sometime before the COVID, uh, we had some issues with uh, uh, the government which wanted to improve uh, the situation of the churches in Rwanda. Before the genocide, we had about 11 churches or denominations, but after the genocide, uh, we had thousands and thousands of different denominations which became chaotic in the country 
uh, without a direction, without uh, uh, a help. So uh, the government, in order to organize this, uh, they set up some instructions to improve the buildings, which complicated uh, life of many churches, and they closed down. Uh, some of those instructions and uh, principles were to have parking where even there is no road, uh, to have uh, like soundproof, and just when the church was the only building on the, the mountain. So there were a lot of things which uh, disturbed the, the, the ongoing of the churches, and the ministries uh, closed. Then came COVID. COVID, when COVID came, it reached Rwanda March 2020, and immediately everything was stopped. There was a total lockdown. Uh, churches were closed. Uh, movement stopped. And this uh, created a lot of problems, especially for most of the people who live from, uh, you know, everyday work to get what they can eat. Many people uh, got into a problem to get food, uh, to get uh, the basic needs, which put them in a, a total depression and the trauma to wonder what is going to happen. Also, at the same time, churches closed down. There, were, there could not be any kind of uh, communication because most of our people do not have uh, telephones. They don't have radio. They don't have TV. So communication was uh, very hard to know even how uh, churches or members of the church uh, were doing. And uh, these instructions, uh, they came also instructions when things started uh, uh, being released. They said for a church to open, this church should have a hand wash station, at least one or two, and one of, <clears throat> one of these uh, hand wash stations was costing two millions, which is about 2,000 US dollars, plus water tanks, two, and one is one million, which is 1,000 US dollars. So it became you know, impossible, and churches uh, uh, kept on. When they released, for those churches who struggled and get uh, the requirements fulfilled, uh, at the first, first round, they allowed only one-third of the capacity of the room. Today, it's a half of the, the, the capacity of the room allowed to attend. This has been a, a very serious challenge for the church, for the people, for pastors, including myself. Uh, all in all, we, we thank God to have uh, connected people to people, and uh, 
the connection between Ibiumba and this community also uh, helped us to feed uh, a relief in our minds and in our environment. Because as we were communicating with you through Ben, uh, you prayed for us. God bless you. Beside prayers, you also uh, gave some gift, some donations, which played a very important and tremendous role. Uh, uh, the gift used to help people to get some food, uh, like uh, maize flour, beans, cooking oil. So this was done in the public, where even some government representatives were there, and they appreciated the work we are doing. And they told us to say thank you to the friends of the diocese. Now I give the message from even the government, who says thank you for your heart, your prayers, and for your gift and your support for the people uh, to survive. We continue having, experiencing uh, the situation. Uh, generally, it's good because the COVID itself is, is reducing. Situation is on the way of improving, but because of the, the consequences and the uh, problems left behind by the COVID, now there are still uh, a lot of struggles for people uh, still to get a job, to get food, to get medication, to get all those things. But there is hope uh, maybe to improve for the future. Thank you very much for this uh, uh, contribution, prayers, and the uh, other things. For today, uh, I would like to share with you the, the theme saying, seek the road. Seek the Lord, thrive for his kingdom. That's what God has put on my heart to share with you. And uh, as we, we've read, these two words has, have connections because uh, the first one from Isaiah 55 and second from Matthew 6. Uh, Isaiah was one of the prophets who prophesied about the salvation through Jesus Christ, and his, the one who passed, who did uh, his prophecy was pertinent and consisting to salvation. Here he was talking to people who were spending their money, their time, their wealth on things which really are not important. He was just warning them, asking them, to have a common sense to use their belongings, their money, on something which is relevant for the future. The same Matthew, in Matthew, we see people worrying on different issues for physical body, and the gospel is telling them that. Also, what they are thriving, they are you know, struggling with is not important. 
the important, the first thing to think about is the kingdom of God. So this morning, I would like to invite you to seek God while it's possible. It's still near and it's now the time. It could be your time, it could be my time. People struggle now to, to, to fight, to strive for things which will end, which will finish, and leave them into troubles, into problems. They forgot there is God. The problem now, there are some questions which uh, are all around God. Some people do even ask if God does exist. There's many people who struggle to ask themselves and to propagate those kind of thought that God doesn't exist. There are others who, can, who are asking themselves whether, whether you can seek and find God and see him face to face. There are different views where even people are tempted to, to compare God with his creation. These people, when they compare God with his creation, they went far even to say that God can die, like somebody called Nietzsche, who is a Dutch person. He said God died. There are other people who struggle to compare God with his creation, even go to that extension to say that God has created the things which he cannot even know. Like someone who says that uh, God has created a big stone, a big rock, which he cannot lift up or push. In our country, we have uh, an old pastor who is a Seventh-day Adventist. One person asked him whether uh, God can create something which he cannot uh, handle. And uh, this old pastor insulted him, telling that even yourself, you have complicated God refusing to obey him. Maybe you take drugs, maybe you go test this, but there are other people who are Christians, who are believers. They believe in God, but uh, these people, they believe in halfway. They say, you know, yes, God exists. Yes, God has sent Jesus Christ. And yes, Jesus Christ has finished everything. We don't need to do anything. We, know we don't need to seek God. We don't need... We only just has, have to live and stay without, just enjoy life. We don't need anything. All these thoughts are wrong. 
Though we, people today, they ask those kind of questions, they are not the only ones, because even the ancient time, the time before Jesus Christ, some people, thinkers, philosophers, have been thinking about or asking these questions, whether there is a super being. We have some people uh, known in history, philosophically, like uh, Plato, Aristotle, democracy. These people attempted also to ask those questions. And finally, they concluded that, uh, yes, God exists, and there is order in the universe, and the first element in the order is God. But after them came the other thinkers and the philosophers, most of them were scientists, who wanted to compare science and the religion. They wanted to find out the truth behind everything. At this particular period, the church has had taken everything, was controlling spiritual, economy, and the politics. And no one else had a say on whatever is happening. That's where uh, some of these guys uh, came up to challenge the church. Among them, we know some people like uh, René Descartes, Isaac Newton, Immanuel Kant, Voltaire, Jean-Jacques Rousseau, Adam Smith, and the others. These people made a, a deep research to find out the relationship between uh, science and the religion, God and the creation, also church and the society, and reasoning and relating. They were trying to find out to see what is controlling is controlling the universe and what is making things to happen. In the end, these people were also supported by a movement called Darwinism. Darwinism supported them. Finally, they concluded that, yes, there is a super being, there is a religion, but there could be also a science. So they said, let religion be spiritual and deal with spirituality only, but science should deal with other uh, things around. They conclude that man can live by his thought and reasoning, and there is no need of God. This created a big tension and conflict between uh, the church and church leaders and these scientists, uh, whereby they separated. Church did it with religion and spirituality, and these uh, scientists did it with sciences, which brought out two things. One is good, the other one is bad. The good thing of this is this development we see, chemistry, physics, 
uh, improvement of all this building, and that was good. However, something bad also came out because they said they should only rely on their reasons, on their common sense. Everything to be understood uh, from the logic way as anyone, individual, understands it. Finally, it brought us in this crisis, in this situation where people live from the consequences whereby we, we, we live under fear always. We live uh, under this bad relationship, broken marriages, conflicts, wars. We live with this terrorism. We live with this injustice, selfishness, greedy, current environment destruction with natural calamities, disease, fire, earthquake, flood, and so on. These have put human beings into an endless life of questions. And from these, there are questions where no one can escape. As long as you still arrive, you still breathe on this earth. This, some of these questions are why suffering is there? Why fear? Until when? Why this injustice? Why broken marriages? Why this? What next? What is the future of lives? Those are the questions that everyone has to ask because it touches the three aspects and parts of human beings, the soul, the, the spirit, the soul, and the body. If you don't have a question for your body, you can clothe well, you can eat well, but your emotions will trouble you. There will be an embarrassment. You will lack balance of the three elements, spirit, soul, and body. They should be, they should have a balance. The problem is we did not connect with God. We miss, we lack God in our lives. As you can remember from the beginning, Genesis chapter one and two, life was, you know, happy, full, and balanced. That was the kingdom. And this life, everything was easy, was happy. There was a man, a husband and a wife, and their children, that is Genesis one and two, and God was with them. You know, every morning God could come and greet them. Hello, Adam and Eve and the children. 
Good morning, they say, good morning, how are you? We are doing very fine. Midday, God could come again. Oh, how are you? Did you eat? Did you, you know, get something to drink? Have you had a good relationship? They say, yes, everything is okay. Say, okay, have a nice afternoon. So, and then evening could come. How was the afternoon? Very well, very good. Have a good night. So that was fantastic. That was the kingdom. There was the relationship between God and the man. There was a relationship between the man and the man. There was a relationship between the man and the environment. Everything was fine. There was a relationship between husband and wives, children and parents, parents and, you know, everything was fine. However, something happened. Chapter three. Sin came. People started struggling. The first thing that came in human was a fear. As I told you, whenever God used to come to, to see them, to relate, to interact with them, hearing his footstep coming, they could all be around, you know, happy, but after seeing, when they had his footstep, they ran away because of fear. Fear, something bad. You know what happened? When they, they ran away, they tried to hide under branches of tree, and one of the, 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 the literature says that uh, while Adam was trying to hide, he looked far and he found the eye of, the, the, of God very open and wide. And clear enough. And he says, now I've seen nowhere. I know how you can hide God. After this, uh, so many things happened, conflict between husband and wives. Then until the killings, chapter four, that where a brother kills, killed a brother. Two things that happened in this episode is death, conflict, and also hardship. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, God has had ordered them to work. But that was, you know, like a, like a hobby like entertainment, like just, you know, free movement, free uh, entertainment. But verse 19 of chapter 3, he told them that the hardship, the sweating of their work will provide them food. And this was added up with another element of emotional problems. You have to work hard, but you have also to think hard, to struggle. That's why many people, 
You know, always they are struggling, working, pressure to meet the bills for gas, to meet, you know, every basic needs. Now, God is still a loving God because they still want his people to live well. He's giving us a second chance through Isaiah. Seek the road. Look for the road. Before it is too late. And while he's still near. Which means it is still possible to look for the road. To look for him at this particular time and in this particular space. When we say seek for the road, it means simply simply and merely seek the intimate relationship and the fellowship with him. Simply as that. Seek the intimate relationship and the fellowship with the God. And seek the intimate relationship with the others. And seek the intimate and the relationship with the environment. That's the simple way. And seek this. God has ordered or given us this direction. Jeremiah 29, verse 13. It says, seek the order with all your heart. Is it to seek with the heart? Not with electricity, not with helicopter, not with money. Just with your heart, and they will find. It's not, he's not far. This means also you need to connect with the heart of God, the loving heart. Connecting with the heart of God will help you to connect with the, your spouse, your children, your parents, your neighbors, with also your environment with the creation. How this, how can we do that? Only Isaiah told us, verse seven, that 55, verse seven and eight, to come back to the road, to repent. Through repentance and the forgiveness. Repentance against God and the forgiveness among human beings. First John chapter 4, verse 12, it says us that God dwells in us through his spirit, and the spirit of God will help us to connect with God and with everything. But remember, God has made it easy. Because we know from time to time, there has been and there is no one who can see God face to face. 
No, it, it is said many times in the Bible, and it's true, face to face, because God is not a physical being. To see God, you need to see him through the spirit. You need to connect your spirit, your soul. And to connect, you need to repent. But to make it easy, because of his love, John 3.16, God has sent his only son, the begotten son, so that whoever believes in him will never perish, but will have everlasting life. And the gospel according to John, chapter 1, verse 12, it says that whoever believes Jesus Christ as the son of the Lord, he become a child of God through Jesus Christ. So through Jesus Christ, we have that uh, second chance, we have the opportunity, because John 14, verse 9 says, Jesus Christ said, who has seen me, have seen also my father. So we can see God through Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ also has offered, because he has come. And remember when he came, immediately after his preparations, he started the work, and the work was in two uh, dimensions. Uh, first, first one, he did it with the physical needs. He was disputing food, healing sicknesses, illnesses, casting away demons. All those he has been. But second, he was also dealing with emotions and spirit, spirituality. He was playing a big role on emotions of people. In the end, his ministry, his role was to reconcile people with God and reconcile people with the, the world, with the environment, reconciling people with the others. When you have a conflict with somebody, you, with your science, with your knowledge, you can't make a true reconciliation unless you pass through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit, you can reconcile. And Jesus Christ, at the cross, he reconciled us with God. By the time he removed that curtain which was separating God and human beings, Jesus Christ removed it. We had access to reach God wherever we are. That's where in Acts chapter 17, verse 27, it says, God is near and everybody can. Everybody, no discrimination. Everybody can. You know, just by your hand, wherever you are, you don't need to go, you know, some people in Africa, I don't know here, people go in the trees, in the forest, in the waters, in the holes, wherever they say that's the, the only the, the, the best way to find God. No. He says wherever you are, even the toilets, your bathroom, you can, you know, you can't reach. Driving your car, eating your food, sleeping, you can just you have that opportunity to access to God because of his love. 
Because of this love, through Jesus Christ, who has come for that, he is now at your door. Revelation 3.20, he says, I'm standing at the door and knocking. If everyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will enter and share with him. Jesus Christ is willing, is ready to enter, is knocking to enter your, now it's your heart, not the door of the building or metal or wooden, just your heart. Jesus Christ wanted to enter. Please, or do you open to access God, to get this second chance? To share with you your, your emotions, your sorrows. Because the problem is not physical, the problem is also emotional. The problem is psychological. Because we have not done what we ought to do, and then all things came, sicknesses. Now the whole world have been struggling with this COVID-19. People have been struggling with this earthquake, flood, fires. No one lives a peaceful, a safe life. We always, you know, we are afraid. Maybe the rain will not come. Maybe it will be too much. Maybe fires. Maybe in our side, or of course, it came one day. You know, sometime last year we had this Holocaust. They were violent and, you know, eating everything. Thank God they did not reach our country, but they were, they were nearby our our neighborhood, Uganda, they just, wherever, where they pass, you don't find any, any kind of, you know, anything which has life. They only live with dust and stones. So those are the fears we are living in because we don't have God in our lives, in our plans, in our businesses, in our families, in our, in our hearts. Seek the road. Seek first, strive first for his kingdom. Jesus Christ has come and he's knocking, he's bringing you love from God. And he's bringing you power and the capacity to reconnect with God, to reconnect with your fellows, with your wife, spouse, with your family, with your, you know, to reconnect you with the universe. This love, we are mandated, we are required to receive it and to apply, to use it as the only way to accept, to seek, and receive God. Mark chapter 12, verse 31, 32, it became just a command which uh, was summarizing the Ten Commandments. To love your God with all your soul, spirit, intellect, body, and all your belongings, but also to love your neighbor as you love yourself. 
That's where Matthew chapter 7, verse 8 and 12 says, Ask, you will be given. Seek, you will be found. And knock away, be open. To whatever it says, whatever you want others to do for you, do it for them. That's the practical way to seek for the Lord. And uh, finally, the simple way in our practical daily life, seek, to seek the Lord, is to live a life which pleases God faithfully, to live a faithful life that pleases God. We know some people from the Bible. Noah lived a faithful life. Abraham lived a faithful life. Job lived a faithful life. So many people we know, they lived faithful life. This faithful life you live, you, 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 you live a righteous life, and only God will respond, will, 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 will be present in your life. We don't need, you know, to use mathematics, chemistry, guns, PhDs. No, we only need to live a simple but righteous life, faithful. Because with, with our devoted faith, God will always be around us. That's why people like Abraham, Abraham chapter 12, God saw his heart and called him just to leave, to quit his background. His father was uh, uh, like a senior idolatry man because he was uh, the chief of, you know, who, who, who owned all kind of idols in the, in the area. So he had to quit his background. So to seek God, we need first to, to quit all our, back, our, our previous our backgrounds. We all have different experiences, different backgrounds, which is not our fault, but the, the, the opportunity, the chance is to live, to quit them. So when Abraham quit them, he connected with the God until he showed his righteousness. Chapter 22, verse 9 to 14, when he was asked to sacrifice his son Isaac, he did not hesitate because faithfully, he said, God cannot do something bad. If he asks it, it's because it's good for him and for me. Sometimes God asks us things which, with our little mind, we think it's, you know, it's not possible, it's, no, maybe next time or maybe. No, that's not. Just be faithful. And when we, we act faithfully, we find the good. Job did the same. 
until in the end, chapter 42, verse 10, God turned his face to Job and even what he had, where people had, you know, thought he, he lost and he wasted his time, he got twice. He got a double of what he had before. So seeking the Lord is possible. Finding him is possible. And there is a lot of benefit and for everlasting. That's where Isaiah 55 is telling us not to waste things. Our money to things which are not relevant, which are not lasting. They are good things. And uh, we are now advised to seek the Lord because it's possible, because it's easy, and God is not far. He's close to us. What we need to reconnect our spirit, our soul, through the Holy Spirit, to connect the heart of God, so that what is certain has stolen that can be recovered, can be back. And we need to open our hearts for Jesus Christ, who is knocking to enter. To open it is to just depend and forgive one another and be reconciled with Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ will share with us our sorrows, our problems, our sicknesses, our pains, our fears, our stresses, and give us hope for everlasting life, now and forever. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.